Welcome back, everyone, to another long-awaited episode of the Bits and Twigs podcast. I am your uh, recently rumored to be deceased host, Mitz, clearly alive. This is no AI. Uh, along with me, my partner, my rock, my man, Twigs. How you doing, pal? Doing great, man. Glad to be here. Missed you. Good it's been a while. It's been yeah. a hot minute. What, two weeks? It has been... Yeah, been two weeks, I think. Two weeks, no eps. Two weeks, no work. It's been crazy. Yeah, we were, and we were doing good. We were like super consistent, super consistent. And then all of a sudden, life hit. You know? Life. Wisdom teeth yeah. out. Couldn't, you know? Blood everywhere. Couldn't talk. It sucked. You went to Alberta, drank way too much. Got been hung over for what? What is it, two weeks now? Now, see, those are vicious rumors. I was poisoned by Alberta. Oh, yes. You took your shot at the King, Alberta. You missed. It's on Next you time. Now. Next time. Just wait. Just wait. I'm coming back for my revenge, and you're going to feel it. Uh, yeah, been uh, down and out for a better part of two weeks. Uh, you might be able to hear it in my voice, dear listener, uh, that uh, it's not quite on the other side yet. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully a new week brings a new, new bout of health. So we'll see how that goes, but we're here. Uh, we're going to try to keep it as clean as possible. No, no sneezing, no coughing, no, probably gonna be some swearing. Uh, so sorry, sorry, mom. Uh, but man, what is going on with this hockey season twigs? Oh, our team suck. (laughs) Um, the Buffalo Sabres are fun. I don't even know like what to say. Like the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames, both starters have lost their job, and it looks like the backups are running with it. You got uh, Pittsburgh, who's going through some scary health things right now with their team. It's been a wild year. You got trade rumors galore. Hey, maybe trade Jacob Trickin so we don't have to talk to him anymore. Talk about him going like somewhere else. You got Toronto Maple Leafs. Remember after the start they had, everybody's freaking out. Fire the coach, fire the coach, fire the GM, get rid of it. Hey, they look pretty good. I will say that was the most bogus reft call. I mean, reft game I've seen this year. Calgary versus Toronto last night. And I only caught the highlights because I was working the whole time. But what I will say is uh, it's been a fun electric year with a lot more downs. Uh, a lot more valleys than peaks for me, at least. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's been crazy. What's your take so far? Oh, I feel like I'm in a bizarre world. Uh, I think I, I, I'm trying to make heads or tails of what's going on. Uh, like you said, the Blues suck. <laughs> uh, they have been a team of streaks, it seems. It's It's so difficult to understand uh the original losing streak where the team wasn't playing well but binner was playing pretty solid uh then then they went on a winning streak they looked great and everybody was playing great now uh no one's playing good uh goaltending is trash uh the defense isn't doing much uh ryan o'reilly may have found a little bit of his game but at the most inopportune time because everybody else stinks there's been injuries. There's been, uh, I don't know. I, and, and, and we've got to the point now where even um, Barube has spoken in the media, suggesting that Binner 
needs to knock it off. So I don't know, man, we're coming up to, uh, we're coming up to the holidays. We're coming up to, I think a time in a year that a lot of teams put as the marker of where is our season going and what do we need to do? And so I think we're coming up on that, that little winter break where we're going to see some big potentially season and career changing moves made by GMs out there right now. Um, Blues are, are, are wide open for that. Now, there's not a lot that can be done to fix the immediate situation. If the guys don't play better, they're screwed. We're just we don't have cap room, and uh, and and bringing in one or two players is probably not going to fix it anyways. Uh, but I mean, Blues aren't alone. There's there's some teams struggling out there. I mean, Vancouver makes the Blues situation look much more palatable. I'll tell you that right now, because uh, they also have no defense uh, sounds like they've got uh, a rift in the building rift in the room they can't play consistently <clears throat> you got a team like this la sitting in number two in the pacific and they've got a negative goal differential yeah and they've played four more games in seattle which is pretty significant amount of games this early on in the season like that that's just strange and weird you got buffalo who's like you said so much fun but the wins aren't translating, but again, they've got a plus six goal differential. Make that make sense. Yeah. Make that make sense. I don't if know. You, uh, if, you look, if you look at the West, it's pathetic. Like it's not great. The West is not strong this year. Um, you got Colorado um, depleted, injury depleted. You got Edmonton with a plus five goal differential. Don't know who the goalie is. Stuart Skinner's taking the job right now, but still, you should have a much higher goal differential when you got two players in the uh, like like Connor and Leon, and then you have Los Angeles in second, which you said, which is crazy. They have not played well. Minnesota looks lost. Uh, Winnipeg had a really hot start. They've come back to reality. Dallas had a hard a hot start. They've come back down. The West is for anybody, really. Mm-hmm. It it really is. And then in the East, you have these juggernauts like New Jersey, Carolina, Pittsburgh. Boston, Toronto, and, and hell, even Tampa starting to gain like the play they usually play at, right? So if you're an Eastern Conference team uh, and you're out of a playoff spot right now, good luck. Like, it's going to be a battle. You're you're basically fighting for a couple wildcard spots. And with the likes of the two New York teams, they should have those fairly easily. Washington's going to be fighting Florida. You don't know what type of roster you're going to have in Florida because they're so close to the cap. Who's the goalie there? There's so many question marks this year. It's going to be really fun getting closer to the March deadline and the trade deadline, like you said, and seeing who is available. Does Tarasenko leave on his last year of his deal? Does O'Reilly leave? Uh, does uh, Jacob Chicken leave? Does Calgary move some bodies? Does Edmonton move some bodies? There's a lot of moving parts this year does vancouver just finally say hey we're done let's blow this up and go get the guy that cheers for us connor bedard right like it's gonna be fun to watch it's not fun if you're like a fan of those teams but the headlines this year should be great yeah what i will say is uh, as a team who's not doing well uh one of the things that's most interesting, most fun, and most frustrating at times is all of the uh, fan suggestion trades. Um, <laughs> one of my, I saw on the Blues Reddit, somebody suggested 
a Colton Pareko and a first round pick trade to Vancouver for Bo Horvat uh, as a, as a suggestion of how that would help St. Louis. And, uh, and it was, uh, that made me chuckle. And I think what I loved the most is all the responses were essentially, I don't even want to dignify this with a response because it doesn't help the blues defense in any way, shape or form. You can, you know, Pareko has probably underperformed with our expectations. That's more so probably on our expectations than on him. <laughs> uh, so pulling away a defenseman who's eating that much time and playing for us, probably not a good idea for our already weak defense. Uh, adding uh, their idea as well was that it would fix our, our aging center depth. He's not that much younger than Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> Uh, and he's going to be making a lot more than Ryan did, and uh, and giving up a first round draft pick. Well, that's a great idea. That's a wonderful idea for a, a future UFA. Um, yeah, all the all the fan suggestion trades are going to be pretty pretty amazing over the next couple of months. Um, people trying to put pieces together in their own mind that they think makes sense, and um, it's it's wild. It's wild. Uh, just looking at this right now, how long, how much longer do you think Ottawa goes before replacing the coach? Who's out there? Like, are you just switching it up to switch it up? Like that, that's what, like, that's my concern. It's like, okay, you, you know, you, you were again said, we're not a rebuilding team anymore. You went out, you were aggressive. You went and got to bring cat. Love the trade. RFA, you still have control. You went out, you spent money. You got Claude Giroux. You bit the bullet. You went out and got Cam Talbot. Right now, he hasn't been healthy. Uh, you lost Josh Norris, your number one center, right out of the gate. Oh, man, but again, they're 11, 14, and 2 with 24 points. I don't know. I like To me, is the he shouldn't have been behind the bench coming into this season, right? You should have had a new voice. You should have been like, Hey, we're changing everything. We've done what we needed. Now we got, you know, we're going to get the the man to put behind the bench to lead us to that spot. If it was me, like I said, I would have already done it. I would have done it in the off season when we did the big moves right now. I don't know if you can do like, you're not going to make a playoff spot. Like you're just not, you're not catching I just can't see like you're they're 24 points they're 10 points behind the New York Islanders they're nine points behind the New York Rangers yeah they got a couple games in hand they got two so realistically you win those two games you're six points back it just doesn't feel like Pierre Dorian wants to make that move which is crazy yeah I mean I guess let me say I'm not I'm not lobbying for DJ to lose his job. Because I don't have anything really invested there, it doesn't mean anything to me whether he does it or not. Uh, so let me just get that out of the way. I don't dislike him or think he stinks in any way, shape, or form. But uh, yeah, you see, after the big offseason that they had, the big splash that they made, uh, splash is, and the fact that they've just that they're underperforming. Now there are some powerhouses in the East this year that are just running roughshod over the league. That can't be discounted. But yeah, like you've got all this talent there. You've got, you get this heightened expectation. 
and and it's just not there's, there's no the results aren't there uh the results don't look like they're coming uh and so that's why i figure is i don't know like you like you said i don't know if there's anybody out there right now uh but if nothing else uh there's always that you know kind of shake up the room let people know that this isn't acceptable uh but if there's nobody else in the organization that they think is could do a better job or or is there right now then you know it's tough to make that move and uh, i don't know if mike yo is available so unfortunately the top coaching candidate uh perennially is uh can't can't be slotted in there uh but you got to figure something should be done to give them a little shake to give them some kind of a hey guys like just to, to to let them all know and and you know from the outside maybe they all know this maybe that they, they, they've got this plan in place they've had these conversations but from the outside looking in it it definitely looks like i i just i can't see if you look at those the team if you look at the talent on that roster i don't see why they should be behind buffalo buffalo's playing wonderful they got a lot of young talent but i don't think they should be behind buffalo they definitely shouldn't be behind montreal They've got more talent than Montreal does, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But Montreal's got some, uh, seemingly some pretty stellar coaching. Maybe we haven't uh, always been supportive of them, but uh, you know, it's it's. I just, me, it's, uh, yeah. So I I think there's two things. I think um, there's a little bit of bad luck in Ottawa. I think you got. Uh, Cam Talbot right now, he's played only 14 games, five and seven with the goals against the 2.7, which isn't great, but it's okay. Um, and the save percentage is 9.9, a 9.909. Sorry. Um, so he's not bad, but like when you go and trade for Cam Talbot, you're expecting him to play majority of your games, right? Anton Forsberg mm-hmm. is a reasonable backup. He can win you a game. We've seen him goalie a few games in the NHL. His goals against is uh, is a uh, above three, so it's three point two five. It's Shabbat out for a long time. Again, the injuries in Ottawa have not been kind, but again, the injuries haven't been kind in Toronto, and they're still rolling. Right? Tim Stutzel has been a a pleasant surprise. He's got twenty seven points in twenty seven games, point per game player. Brady Kachuk is Brady Kachuk. I think you're a little disappointed, maybe. Um, with. Alex Brinkett, but like what, like we were seeing in Calgary with Jonathan Huberto, sometimes it takes a little bit longer for that player to click. Yeah. I'd like to see the core of this team. And maybe we can't see the core of this team because Josh Norris is not coming back anytime soon. I'd like to see them and what they are. Right. Um, but again, maybe, maybe, the easiest thing to do in this game, the easiest thing to do is fire the coach, right? It's harder to move a player. Cap isn't gonna hasn't gone up in a couple of years. Um, you have to find a trading partner that wants to dance with you, right? It's easier just to switch the voice in the room. And like you said, you asked me, well, "Am I surprised?" And I said, "I mean, you asked me when would I have done it." Yeah, maybe that is what you do. Maybe you do it now, switch up the voice, see what you can get. But again, who's out there? Are you going to call up somebody? Like, I got to pull up free agent coaches right now. There's no John Tortorella around. I want to talk a little bit about... Go get Barry Trotz. 
You can go get Barry hey. Trotz. Rick Tockett. Elaine Vigneault. Ooh. Andrew Burnett. No, he's he can't get Andrew Burnett. But <clears throat> where's Travis Green at? There are actually some there there are some coaches there. Like Rick Tockett? Who would you rather have? DJ or Rick? I mean, if Both this are... is what DJ has to offer, I'd probably give Rick a try. <laughs> yeah. But I cut you off. Let's talk. Let's talk, my man. Well, the guy I'd run through a wall for. So I've been a little sick, so maybe I, I missed some things here. Uh, because Philly was kind of felt like they were really kind of coming out hot this year and playing pretty well. And by all rights, uh, I think we shared in a group chat a clip recently of, of Torts, um, you know, sounding like a new man talking about uh, how, you know, you have to be more forgiving of these young players. And while his language of calling them stupid obviously caught a lot of headlines and rubbed people along the wrong way, uh, he didn't mean it in the way that I think it sounds, you know, is that he more so meant the way he, when he went on to further to explain it is that they just don't know better. They're young players that haven't experienced a lot. And so they, they lack intelligence and experience. And so it was about forgiving that first mistake and making sure they don't make a second mistake, uh, which is, te- which is, you know, teaching it is what is teaching and learning is. Um, so it kind of blew me away to hear torts of all people say that. Uh, definitely different from uh, I feel like the way that he's presented himself in in for a number of years. So kudos to that. But uh, I'm looking at their record right now of nine and thirteen and six, and I'm wondering if I've been a victim of just some really clever media. <laughs> I you know. Are they are they actually playing that well? Are they actually putting things together, or is this? Just I actually think they're. A, play, I think they're playing well. Tour? I think they're playing well. I think. I think again, you're. It's actually worse than it is uh, in Ottawa. They have been injury, like depleted the whole year. They started off strong, full health, all that, and then all of a sudden everybody went. I remember they played against Calgary. I didn't know half that roster. Probably three quarters of that roster. It was so depleted which is wild um and i think he's doing a good job again i think they're a lot like montreal right now this year they're in every game it seems like they're they they battle till the end they're they play a physical aggressive game of hockey travis konecki seems to love his new coach kevin hayes has found a new like new life again he's starting to live up to that big contract which is just it's an insane contract um and, Mm. and carter hart seems to be playing well there's one thing that you can't control in this this game of hockey is injuries. And when you when you lose that chunk of your roster, and I hate it, like it's like, oh, you're just using the easiest cop out in the in the book. Injuries. That's why they have a losing record. No, nobody thought Philadelphia would even win nine games this early in the year. Like that team is yeah, like poorly, poorly built. It's poorly been drafted. It has not been developed. They have tried to botch a couple rebuilds. There has been no voice, no buy-in by the players, nothing. This year, you can hate John Tortorella and what he says about young players. And like you just referenced that he changed his tune a bit. But like a Daryl Sutter, like um, Rick Boness in Winnipeg this year, 
yeah, do they want the flashy game? No, they don't want the flashy game. But you know what they play? They bring effort every single night, right? Every single night they're going to bring it. it even if it's they, they want to win the 3-2, the 2-1 games. But their players are going to buy in for so long, and then all of a sudden they're going to be like, okay, we're working our ass off. Torts, Daryl, Rick, lay off a bit, right? But in the short sample size, like they usually get them for the first two years, Columbus, New York, they buy in, right? They're they're sold. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to work hard. And I'll give Philadelphia credit. This year, do I think they're going to do anything, achieve anything? No, but I think what they are going to do is create an identity of how Philadelphia hockey should be played, and they'll build on that. They're going to get a really good draft pick, and hopefully, who is the guy that was complaining that they took Nolan Patrick? Remember that we were talking about? Who was it? Oh, um, Freak. Let's just hope they, they draft the guy they want this year, you know, because they said yeah. they wanted Kale McCarr. No, they didn't. They took Nolan Patch. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't Bobby Clark, was it? It was Bobby Clark. I swear it was Bobby yeah. Clark. Yeah, he was complaining about that. So let's just hope they draft the right guy this year instead of waiting 10 yeah. years and then saying, oh, we messed up. We actually wanted Kale McCarr. No, you didn't. Yeah. No, you didn't. But I'll give yeah. Torts credit. And also, they did a – I don't know if it was a make-a-wish. I think it was with a young player, a young, uh, a young kid that's going through some things. Thought it was amazing. They they brought him in. I just love that stuff. It, it was great. He said some really kind things, and yeah, that yeah, was awesome. Yeah, I think in terms of Kevin Hayes, uh, just the timing of everything and whatnot, um, it was easy to forget that he was kind of an up and coming. I don't want to say dominant center, but the big, talented, strong guy. Uh, um, that that can play this position pretty well. I don't know if he's a true number one, uh, but uh, he, he's, he's a pretty good player. And I think a lot of it kind of got lost over, um, you know, he moved around a little bit. And then of course his his brother passed away suddenly. Uh, and, and unfortunately, and, and that kind of really, I think if any, as many of us hockey fans saw the, you know, the, a lot of the coverage of that and the interviews with him about it, like I can only imagine for a lot of people, that would be pretty devastating. Um, for you know, most people, that'd be pretty devastating. Uh, but it did seem like they're pretty close, and it it did. It really looked like that was something that, that Kevin was carrying for quite a bit of time. Um, and uh, you know, hopefully, he's had time to now at this point to come to better terms with it because you know it's been it is you know not because but time has passed. But I mean, his play seems to have rebounded, uh, and and he's. Ex- executing as he can on the ice. So that's, I mean, that's good to see. I offer him, you know, good, good to see him kind of getting back out there and doing that and playing as he can. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think we can all agree that uh, Columbus in the basement. I, I mean, I, I, you know what? I, I do, man, looking at these rankings, looking not rankings, but the standings. There are a number of takes that I had preseason that are not going well. Uh, what was your Columbus And even take? thinking about – well, no, but like with a lot of the teams here, I remember thinking like different things. And I was thinking about for this episode, I might kind of come on here and eat crow and like just name them for what they were and just eat it. But I thought, you know what, this time last year, there were a lot of teams doing really well. And after the Christmas break, after – 
January, a lot of them fell off. So I'm not going to eat my words just yet, but know that that will be coming. But I take some solace in the fact that we talked about this preseason after they grabbed Johnny and they bring on Gabranson. And we looked at that team and we thought, that's still not a good team. But still not a playoff caliber, wild card challenging team. You know, you added the top free agent, sure. But, like, what else do you have there? Was that a really good idea? Because are you in a, in a pace place to take advantage of that? And, you know, I don't have ill will towards Johnny Hockey like some other people uh, on the podcast may. But uh, I'm just – I feel comforted to know that my assessment of that team and the fact that Johnny wasn't going to push them over the top uh, – Feel spot on. Boy, what what they would do to like get a save, hey? Maybe some defense. No, I oh we, man, I remember they, they they I remember I was it was free agent day, and that was basically as a as a fan the toughest like two weeks I've had. Um, because you know when you're a kid. And everybody's like, oh, you're a young Flames fan. You don't really know. No, I, yeah, I can't help when I was born. Sorry. Right. Like, it's not my fault. I wasn't born in the 60s and 70s. And, and, uh, you know, I was a young kid in the 90s and early 2000s when it was tough. Right. Until 2004. But what I'll say is, I remember reading the Gabranson got the four by four. And I, I'm pretty sure I was walking, I was walking like my, like I took my kid out for a walk. And uh, I looked at my phone and I saw Gabranson 4x4 and I couldn't believe it because that's a player that two years ago waited to the very end and uh, signed like a $1.25 million deal or something like that to play for Calgary. And granted, he was great. He was great in Calgary. He played well in the system. Him and Zadorov were a base, the two twin towers at the back. They played limited minutes, sheltered minutes. And then they started getting penalty kill and all that. And he, he played really, really well. And I really like Gabranson from going from a signing that I was like, oh, my God, I hate this. To holy frick, he's actually not bad. But at that point, I saw the 4x4 four four and I was like, yeah, you got to take that. Nobody's ever going to give you four. Like, you know, like that's insane. So um, I was like, that doesn't help your defense. And I remember a lot of the fans going on Columbus Twitter and seeing uh, a lot of fans being like, why would you do this? And they were like, oh, size, size, size. You can't teach size. This will help our back end. This will get our defense better. Yeah, size. And I'm like, okay, you clearly are just like, have him look at his analytics, his course. He is nothing. He's he's good, but he played a really good system under Daryl. Then they got Johnny Gaudreau, and I'm still sitting there like, well, now they're over the cap. They got to move somebody. I'm really pissed off that Johnny went to Columbus. But, again, they're not deeper. They have no number one center. They have no number two center, right? Boone Jenner, Boone Jenner is a solid player, but like, if you were gonna slot him in any other team, he'd probably be a solid third line shutdown center. He just is that, and a penalty killer. Maybe you throw him on PP two, and he's great. But you think Johnny and Line A, that's gonna be magic, and it's been okay. Line A's been hurt a couple times, but no, this team is not deep. They're young. They have no goaltending. They, they have no center depth. Their head coach, Brad Larson, is not an NHL caliber head coach. This team is going nowhere but to get Connor Bedard. 
And if they get Bedard, that's wicked. Good for them. Like that, that team should be good. And I can't wait till he pulls another Rick Nash and goes, Hey, I want out of this city. You know, like John. Johnny went to Columbus because there was only a few teams that could offer him. He didn't want to go close to New Jersey, which right now I bet he's kicking himself. And whenever you listen to him do a record or a press conference about Calgary, it seems like he kind of regrets his decision a little bit. Right. And how could you not? How could you go from the best team in the West or second best team in the West? Was it the second best? No, they won their division. Best team in the Pacific to yeah. the bottom. It's tough, right? But no, this team is this team isn't like one center away from being good. They're just not. They're like four no. or five parts from being good and they have zero cap. Well, I think we everyone always touts center depth. It's something you're going to hear nonstop coming up to the trade deadline because that's what every team is looking for. Uh, but it's something that goes underrated a lot of the time is that it doesn't really matter how good your top guy is per se. And it doesn't matter if your top guy is Boone Jenner and he's really good in a lot of ways. You To be a championship caliber team, you need a guy like Boone Jenner to be your third center. Because you need to have two centers better than him. Yeah. That's essentially, that's the story right there. So you need to have three really good centers. That's it. And ideally, you've got a fourth in case something happens, somebody goes down. But yeah, could you imagine? uh, Jeez. I mean, I don't know off the top where they would necessarily slot him in. And who knows, it might not work. But it's crazy to, to think about how good of a year New Jersey is having. Um, how how successful they have been, and imagine if you just without even like thinking about chemistry or all that, but if you had slotted in a player the caliber of what Johnny has done like the last couple of years onto that squad this year, like that would be that would have been something else. I think he's got to be kicking himself because, like, yeah, like they they've they've got over twice as many wins right now. Um, the crazy thing is, is looking what, at things, how many years do you think till Columbus is good? I, they got I some nice, say they got some I'm nice pieces. Sure. They're going to be good. They've got some nice pieces, but uh, I wouldn't say that they've got that many nice pieces. Yeah. You know, not enough to, not enough that, that like, I don't think they have more talent in the pipeline or in the roster than, you know, any other like if I compare them to like let's say like a Buffalo I think Buffalo's head and shoulders above them like I'm looking at other basement teams Montreal's way ahead of them Ottawa's way ahead of them uh Philadelphia is not necessarily ahead of them but they're playing a lot better right uh, and they've got probably a much better coach which is tough to say because I rag on torts a lot you know Anaheim's another basement team but I think I feel like Anaheim's looking better San Jose is, doesn't have the same depth, but they've got better top-end talent right now that they could turn into, you know, draft picks and, and talent. I don't know. Like, I, I, look at, I look at what Columbus has, and, like, this is a team that, you know, they had two wild playoff runs in recent years. Um, but they don't even they, – they don't even have that, like, peak – to look back on as to terms of like to really contextualize this valley, you know, they they didn't have a high that they came down off of that they're rebuilding from. 
Like the Blues are about to go into the basement probably, but they won a cup a couple of years ago. It's a lot easier to swallow a couple of bad years when you've got a championship sitting there that you can look back on and reflect on. It, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I what's don't know. crazy I don't see it with Columbus. is there's no, like, I guess they get 5.5 coming off the books this year, right? Uh, in Gus Nyquist, he'll probably be flipped at the deadline to somebody. But really, other than that, it's not like they have this plethora of cap space because they're already paying Johnny 9.75. They're paying Patrick Line at 8.7. They're paying uh, Jacob Voracek, who sadly isn't coming back anytime soon. He's on long-term IR probably for the rest of the year. Eight, mm-hmm. I'm just spec- speculating like sounded like he's not coming back. He's going to take some time. And why wouldn't you, why would you not take your time? You're not on a winning team. You're not pushing anything. Right. So he's uh, at 8.25 for two more years. And then they got Zach Wierenski for 9.5. Like they're, they've spent so much of their cap already on that core of players. So Wierenski, Line, Goudreau, and uh, Voracek. All of them make over eight. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And you have no, like you have a third, almost half. Yeah. Almost half of your salary cap tied up in four players. Yeah. Like, and none of them, none of them are top five at their position in the league. They have some great prospects. Like David Urek or whatever his name is, uh, looks like a stud. Um, they have, uh, what's his name? Ken Johnson. They got Cole Robinson. They have some great prospects. But again, how long? Like Jack Hughes took four years to become Jack Hughes. He was picked one, right? Like it takes mm-hmm. time to get these these prospects to where they need to go. Jordan Cairo has taken quite a time to get to where he is, right? And he still has lulls in his game. Robert Thomas, the same way. Matthew Kachuk took almost six years to become Matthew Kachuk. Was he good? Yes, he was really good for those six years before that. But was he the Matthew Kachuk of today? No. he's like It takes a little bit of time for a prospect to develop. Leon Dreisaitl took like three years to become Leon Dreisaitl. Right? Like it takes a while. So you go out, you sign Johnny Gaudreau for 9.75. Sure, you sell some tickets. That's awesome. But you know what? You're still losing games. Yeah. You yeah. just basically. That's just it. So. I don't know. Columbus, it's going to be a long stretch. It's going to be. I'm Sorry, glad I'm not Columbus. there. Me too. Hey. Well, I, uh, I think we can wrap up with a real quick temp check. Uh, uh, things are ice cold in St. Louis. It's not good. We're shivering. We're shivering <laughs> our butts off. And don't know don't know what the future is going to hold. So <laughs> it's. Yeah, I feel, I feel for you, man. Although Calgary's in the same spot, so hey, at least at least the Flames are uh, over five hundred, barely under the the. Uh, they're only negative one goal differential. Whereas the Blues last year had nine twenty plus goal scores, and uh, we are minus twenty three. So I just that's something. I love that. Uh, I keep seeing like Barube just keep saying, "Do your freaking job" to like players, <laughs> right? Like. He he's got to be on the hot seat, which is wild to me because I don't think it's his fault. Like I, I think Jordan Biddington's got to, you know, at a certain point, yo, just shut up, 
stop trying to fight players and and play goalie right like yeah you really thought you're you really thought you were going to take out Jordan Stahl right and then the next game you're going to go fight Jason Zucker who's on the bench like it doesn't make any sense right like i don't know well it's interesting uh because it's you know, this is going back like over a month, I think now, because so it was the tail end of the um, first St. Louis losing streak uh, this year when Armstrong actually came out and said, like, it's, this isn't a coaching issue. This is a player effort issue. Uh, so that's really interesting because you don't see very often that uh, that stance, you know, usually the league is much more player friendly where, like we talked about with DJ, the easier thing to do is change the coach so um it's nice and refreshing to see that uh it sounds like at least in the past management there sees like hey this is not, not a coaching issue it's not a structure issue this is the guys aren't aren't competing hard enough uh one of the things that i've seen that i uh, i love and that i think i really we do like to see come to fruition is that he suggested that someone needs to just fight binner already because he's such a little dude. He compared to everybody that he seems to trip off with. Every time, like every goalie that he gets in, in into it with that doesn't care about his antics and lets it go is always bigger than him. Stall just like he bounced off of Stall. It looked like he didn't even notice he was there. Yeah. Someone, someone just needs to actually fight Binner, and like he needs to get punched in the face. So that he understands that he's that's what's going to happen next time, you know. Like somebody needs to set that precedent, so that either he will dial it back and be like, "Oh wow, maybe I should just focus on my crease," <laughs> or I don't know, just figure it out, figure out that he's not that tough. But that's what I think. Even like some Blues fans are starting to call for is like, would somebody please just actually fight him so that he can either get it out of his system and like. Yeah. I don't know, check off that life achievement that he's chasing down. He's he's the wannabe Tim Thomas. Like, I I don't know if you're a Tim Thomas fan. I like Tim Thomas, but, like, I know, like, if somebody's messing with Tim Thomas, he'll fight. Like, he'll actually fight. Where I think Jordan Bennington will not fight. Like, he just wants to be tough. He just thinks, like, I don't know if he, like, sits there, he's like... These guys, they're all intimidated by me, man. Like, look at me. I'm a, I'm a, with all my gear on, I'm, I'm a tank, right? Like, I just don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just don't think he, I, I think if somebody even tried to fight him, I don't think he'd fight him. I think he's just that kid that like will push somebody into like a locker, right? And then they'll be like, yo, let's scrap. And then he'll run and tell the teacher that that kid wants to fight. You know what I mean? Like, he's, I don't, yeah. I don't know if he will actually fight. I don't know if he's got that in him, right? Like, but I don't know. Yeah. I think it would really help a lot of us if he, if somebody would just fight him. Well, I think the whole NHL um, world the, wants to see on it. the ice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, everybody wants to see it, but you know, we're on board with that now too in St. Louis. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't know. It's a, it's a very, it's a crazy year. Hopefully, things get better in the new year. Yeah. Probably not. Tim check in Calgary. And I feel like I'm similar to what you are. And if there was a year to suck, this is the year. 
I just like I have come to that like conclusion where I sit there and I, I work with a guy who's also a Flames fan, and I'm like, this is just a, a, a the most bipolar year I've ever been. Like the Flames look like they're amazing, and then they're down, and then they look like they're amazing, and then they're down, and it's just like you can't fix it on the ice and Daryl's trying his hardest and it's just not happening. Right. It's a roller coaster. It's going up and down, up and down, up and down, but, um, suck, man. Like if there's one year to suck, this is the year to suck, right? Like the, the talent in this year's draft is amazing. And like I said, will it take three, four years. Yeah, maybe. But in that three, four years, whew, money. What I will say though, uh, um, do you, uh, I don't know if you've followed the Flames year at all. Uh, there's a player by the name of Adam Ruzicka, and I think he's got 13 points in 16 games. He was benched for 10 games at the start of the year, similar to what Oliver Shillington was last year. And I uh, I came on this podcast, and I ranted about Daryl Sutter playing Milan Lucic. Hey, and, and Trevor Lewis and Kevin Rooney and, and all these players. And he's not giving these young kids a chance. He's not doing that. It looks like Adam Ruzicka has kind of changed that temperature because they've plugged this kid in and I, and it's every line he's been on puts up points. He's been great. Do I think it's sustainable? No, I don't think it's sustainable, but I think playing kids adds a little bit of jump into their step and a little bit of energy and it's helping. And what happened was, is thank God Matthew Phillips was called up from the AHL. AHL leading scorer Matthew Phillips was called up and he played last night in Toronto. Um, and also some Zahorna guy that they claim from uh, Pittsburgh who's six, seven and can actually skate fast. And you know who is benched healthy scratched Milan Lucic, baby. You scratched. And I think there's just the, you just, you know what you have in Lucic. You know what you have in Trevor Lewis. You know what you have in Kevin Rooney, which is gar awful garbage. Just the worst. How that guy got a two-year deal in the first 24 hours of free agency? Bradshaw Living should be fired just for that. <laughs> the man is trash. There's a clip. And he like forgets he's in the offensive zone. Like forgets. He think like he forgets what team he's on completely. He goes, Milan Lucic steals the puck behind the net. Kevin Rooney's open wide in front of the net. Milan Lucic just needs to pass it to him. He thinks he's on defense and he needs to start breaking out the other way. And thank God he got sent to the to the minors. Thank you, Brad Living. I appreciate you. Uh temp check. Yeah, I, I, it's not good. It's not fun. Yeah, it's not. It's this is not fun hockey. I, especially when, like you two, you're the probably same similar to me. Last year was so much fun. Like you tune into a game, it's like electric goal scoring. Holy cow, Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk are amazing. Elias Lindholm, Oliver Shillington's like a pleasant surprise. Rasmus Anderson put up 50 points as a defenseman. Jacob Markstrom's going to win the Vesna. We got Jacob Markstrom falling everywhere behind the net, trying to play the puck like he's some third defenseman. Just, just end the year. Just end the year. And I really, I really enjoyed the clip where it looked like uh, Marshall was going to go try to take a face off at center ice in the middle of the play. Oh, he's, he is just, he's something this year, man. 
And, and when you got your goalie, and I don't think it's confidence. I think he knows like his game, and he definitely knows. But like when your goalie comes out and says, "Hey, I suck right now. I suck at hockey." Yeah, I don't think that's good. It has been a pleasant surprise to see uh, Dan Vladar steal a lot of these games and play really, really well. But hmm. you you pay a guy six million dollars, similar to the Edmonton situation, similar to the St. Louis situation. You need those guys to be your best players every night, right? And they're just not yeah. right now. Yeah, Vancouver's going through it too. Um, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. The goaltending, uh, that's a whole other uh, episode. We won't dive into it. But just goaltending across the league this year um, almost doesn't make sense to me. Um, or at least I'm still trying to piece it all together. So we'll see. We shall see. Gang, thank you so much uh, for being with us again today. Uh, we're going to try to get back on track and power through these holiday seasons, get some episodes out to you guys. So uh, stick with us. Let us know. Give us your thoughts. Hit us up at uh, Mitz and Twigs on Twitter. Uh, find us on YouTube. And, of course, listen to us where every uh, good podcast can be found. With that, uh, I am your man, Mitz. He is Twigs. And we will see you all next week. Yeah.